0: couch guy sports podcast episode number 164 sure is that it are we in the 160s or the 150s Eh, i don't know i think i know it is in in i've got 154 written down here but something's telling me that that is incorrect. Something's telling me that we are at 164 Couch Guy Sports Podcast Hey! Nick Qualia, Jared Scali. Now guys, hold up right there. You might have just noticed a little new, some new things popping up right below us when Ooh. I said our names. We're moving up in the video world, baby. We keep talking about improving the YouTube, and there is a new show. I'll say this right now. There's a new show coming to the Couch Guy Sports page. We did just launch a Twitch, too, so we're going to be adding Twitch videos to the YouTube page as well. But we do have a new—it's going to be a weekly show to start coming to the page. I'm not getting out who the host is yet, but many people—I'll say this. Many people who follow the Patriots on Twitter, who are a part of, quote, Patriots Twitter— Know who this person is, and they will oh, yeah. be the host of the show. And I've got very high hopes for the show. We just got, we basically just got everything settled now. I haven't told this person yet that we have everything settled, but we've got all of the graphics done. We're almost ready to go there. So look, take, keep a lookout for that show starting soon. And like subscribe I just said, if you don't already subscribe, subscribe to the YouTube, YouTube channel. channel as well. And if you guys have a Twitch, even if you don't have a Twitch, go make a Twitch, you idiots. Go to Twitch right now. And follow the new Couch Guy Sports Twitch channel with our guy, Waleed, who is our streamer. We're going to have a bunch of different people on. But as of right now, I'd say Waleed is our main streamer on the show or on the Twitch channel. And Mike, of course. Yep. Mike Yella. These two did a great job in our opening night. We opened it up on Monday, July 6th. They did an awesome job. So go follow that. It's going to be some awesome content coming out for us. But Jared. What's up? Nicholas. Hey bud, we got a good show today. How was your fourth? It was. I do. I mean, look at so video people can How's see this. How's the burn? This. How's the burn
1: looking? Ooh, check, yeah.
0: Check out this burn. Look at that. Obviously, I can see the red audio people. Wow. Yeah, audio, yeah, the audio people Woo. can't see this right now, but so what happened? Okay, so what happened was, I'm a nice guy, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not a scumbag, yeah. and there's an umbrella. We're sitting there at this at our, our friend's house, enjoying the Fourth of July. The sun, it's beaming down on us. It ended up being a pretty hot day in the 4th this year. They all get, I was, and I'm with some some generally pale people. So I was like, you guys, I tan pretty well. You guys sit underneath the umbrella. I'll take this chair that is directly in the path of the sun. And I was like, I'll be fine. About an hour in, I was like, oh, my arm kind of hurts. I looked down at my arm. This thing looks like I dipped it in lava. Like, this is much better than it was. It was bad on Saturday. Sweet, sweet lobster red. It was bad on Saturday, but uh, we got a good show today. We've got a really yeah. good show today. We've got Christian Arcand, 98.5 The Sports Hub. Great interview. Interview goes for a little over 25 minutes, maybe just about 25 minutes. Christian's one of my favorite guests, and I told him this before uh, we even did the interview. Christian's one of my favorite guests that we have on the show. He always, he brings the energy. He's just, he's a great guy, and we talked about The riot that he almost started when the news broke that it sounded like he wasn't coming back to 98.5 The Sports Hub. sounds like they weren't going to renew it, obviously, with all these economic issues going on with COVID. Mm -hmm. People freaked out. People lost their goddamn minds. Rightfully so. I was pissed. Jared was pissed. But Christian back on 98.5 The Sports Hub, the Adam Jones show. So we've had a great interview with Christian Arcane talking about COVID, talking about Cam Newton, talking about everything that you could talk about right now with sports. But, Jared, first thing. The weekly dump, baby. The weekly dump, baby. Let's go. Not a big weekly dump because we gotta get into the show. David and there's honestly not much too. There's really not much going on. There's I not, tried finding news and there's topical news that's gonna last. I don't think it's worth it. Uh David Price, Nick Marcakis, two players who have opted out of the twenty twenty MLB season, citing coronavirus issues. Freddie Freeman, also the Atlanta Braves, along with Dick Marcakis. Uh Freddie Freeman got COVID and said it knocked the hell out of him. And yeah for a while. Just all the people who keep acting like COVID's nothing. I don't care if you're young. I personally know somebody who passed away due to COVID who does not they do not sit they're older, but they do not sit in that range where everybody's like, "Okay, well, you got to protect this age." So, COVID is a very serious thing and we need to act like it. And look at Freddie Freeman, he's a fit athlete prime. I don't know if he's in his prime, but he's a fit athlete. And he said this thing knocked the hell out of him. And I don't, listen, I, I'm i probably in a good state where, knock on wood, I shouldn't die if I get it. But I'm not trying to get it. So let's wear our masks and not be fucking stupid. How about that? Patrick Mahomes, we talk about this in the show with Christian and ourselves, grabs a 10-year extension, $450 million, worth up to $530 million. Dave Dombrowski, our friend here in Boston, helped bring a championship to Boston, to the Red Sox, by spending all of our assets, all of our farm system pieces, to get guys like Chris Sale, like Craig Kimbrell. Dave Dombrowski joins Music City Baseball LLC to try and bring baseball to Nashville, which is a massively good move. Mm-hmm. Get Should baseball out of Tampa Bay. Yep. Move the right Rays. Great transition. Yep, perfect. Move the Rays. Fuck the Rays. I want to see the Red Sox playing in Nashville in the AL East. Oh, the and Ray- how amazing
1: would that be is that you're, like, as a Red Sox fan, you know, like, baseball is one of those things, too, where everyone always does, like, those cross-country, find a couple ballparks every year to go to type thing when you like, really like baseball. You could hit Nashville. To, have Nashville. to have Nashville in the Red Sox division would be Huge. amazing. How many times a year could you go to Nashville? I'm going to go watch another Red Sox game. I'll be
0: back. I'll make it a weekend trip. Bye. And every time every time you say this on Twitter, like, get baseball out of Tampa Bay, you get, like, the three Rays fans who are like, no, there are We'd fans here. Yeah. Listen, there's I mean, not enough almost won of you. a World Series once. Nah. Yeah, there's not enough of you. Sorry. Get it to Nashville. Their triple A team, I guess, bumps. I think they've got a Rangers triple A team there. People go nuts for it. They that yeah. is, well, because people go down there to party and then during the day they look for something to do. Go to a baseball game. It Nashville is such a perfect place for a baseball team. They've got a yeah. hockey team in Nashville for God's sake.
1: And they, they kill
0: it. Team, and they kill yeah. it. The predators are popular as hell down there. Put together a baseball team down there. People would love it. It would be it would be a major draw to that city.
1: I agree. It, like just, like I said, every, like how many people go to Nashville? Young kids like uh, who can go party, drink. Look at the when the Patriots went to play the Titans, right? How many of, how many Patriots fans went down to that game? Yeah, they sucked. They lost, but they made it a weekend party event. They went down and it was a blast. And that's why baseball will thrive in
0: Nashville. And to have them in your division as a Red Sox fan, it's only a win. And last in the weekly dump, Masahiro Tanaka. Masahiro Tanaka. I always pronounce his name wrong. Took a John Carlton stay in line drive, 112, 112 miles per hour off of the head this week. Uh, only got out of it with a mild concussion, but very scary scene. So glad that Tanaka is okay. Tanaka Tanaka is an overall good guy. So it's in, in, not that you ever want to see this happen to anybody, but Tanaka is especially somebody that you just do not want to see that happen to. Mm-hmm. So Tanaka, okay, uh, from what it sounds like, just a mild concussion. That was the weekly dump. Up next, we're going to jump into the Christian Arcan interview. Awesome interview, like I said. But the Christian Arcan interview in the entire show is sponsored, and it is powered by our friend over at Manscaped. It's guys, the, re- the reopening fully is right around the corner. We just entered phase three here in Massachusetts. There is a chance that no one has seen your nutsack in a few months. But don't ruin your first post-quarantine date with a ball fro. Nobody wants to see a ball fro, guys. Would you show up to the first day of school without a haircut? Me, probably, but most people know. Manscaped is here to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Listen, I haven't shaved my nuts probably, what, a couple weeks now? Maybe a week, but I got to get to it. And, Jared, we've talked about this. One awesome thing about the, the Perfect Package 3.0 that you can get at Manscaped.com is that the lawnmower 3.0 specifically comes with a charging stand, and that thing looks you in the eyes every time you walk in. And if you, like me, if you haven't done it in a couple of weeks. You think about you, it. Yeah, it's like you got to get this shit done. So I know I have to do it just because this thing and it blinks too. It's white. There's a white light on it. It's it's blinking at you every time you walk in. Like, hey, you shave your you shave your nuts, you asshole. The lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man because of their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology. Your snags will be reduced while preparing yourself for post-quarantine life. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0 Essential Kits. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with the new and improved lawnmower 3.0, water-resistant cordless body trimmer performance boxer briefs, which my softball season started on Monday, and I use those now for softball. Phenomenal and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is anti-chafing ball deodorant, phenomenal for when you're going golfing, which ensures that your afternoon stroll doesn't end with your ball sticking to your leg. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls. It's made with soothing aloe and wood hazel extracts that will give your balls a boost. Subscribers to the Peak Hygiene Plan, get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower, trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure that your trimmer stays fresh and clean. The light is at the end of the tunnels, just like there's an LED light on the Lawnmower 3.0 so you can see everything while you're grooming down there. Treat yourself for making it through quarantine with the Lawnmower 3.0. Get 20% off with free shipping with the code COUCHGUIDE20. At checkout, that is CouchGuy20. Get 20% off Listen Up. 20% off with free shipping with the code CouchGuy20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com using promo code Couch Guy 20, CouchGuy20, Y two zero. Guys, your balls are going to thank you. Also, your first date post-quarantine is going to thank you. Restaurants are open. You do not want to go without manscaping. Manscaped, thank you guys for being our sponsors. Right now, we are going to jump in to the great Christian Arcan interview. Again, talking COVID. Cam Newton, we hit everything. Here it is, Christian Arcan, 98.5 The Sports Hub. And welcome in Christian Arcan of 98.5 The Sports Hub, The Adam Jones Show, and follow him, of course, on Twitter, super easy, at Christian Arcan. Christian, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it.
2: Thank you very much uh, Jared Nick good to talk to both of you guys and uh, good to be back. I had a lot of a lot of comebacks in the last couple of weeks
0: so nice to come back here as well <laughs> uh, and we and we were just talking about that before we started recording I mean and like and we've seen we're me and Jared are both big Boston sports radio guys we've we've followed it forever. I genuinely don't know if in social media right now obviously massive super prevalent when the news came out that it sounded at the time that you were not going to be renewed on the Adam Jones show. I don't know if I've ever seen, like I thought there was going to be a riot. I thought yeah, people, people <laughs> were going to loo- people were losing their minds over it.
2: <laughs> well, protesting works, I guess is, is, is the lesson we can take away from this. <laughs> so, don't ever let anyone tell you differently.
0: Oh, absolutely. Freedom of
1: speech. It works.
2: So- yeah. So Well, I uh, I was, listen, real quick, I just before we get too far into it, that was really, that really meant a lot to me. I, I was told that I, my contract wasn't going to be renewed about two weeks before I made the announcement, which was, I guess, about uh, two weeks ago, Monday, and uh, I'd known for a while, and I'd sort of made my peace with it, and I was sort of thinking about how my last day was going to go, and you know i knew that this show has fans and people like you know dj alexi and all that other stuff and i knew that you know there was fans that were going to be upset about it but it was a lot more than i was expecting and you know that really made me feel good it did you know especially at the time since i thought i still was going to lose my job it made me feel a lot better <laughs> knowing that there were all these people out there that were really going to miss me and then you know i got the good news the next
0: day it really like I, and you had that twitter campaign going to get over ten thousand followers too and that i mean that whole thing skyrocketed you past 10,000.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, the, the night of the announcement, which was uh, that Monday, I was like at 9,970 followers. And I really wanted to get to 10,000 because as you guys, I'm sure know, when you get to 10,000 followers, it stops doing the whole number. and It just says 10K or like mm-hmm. 10.1K, 10.2K, which is so much better. Ba- I mean, that's such a flex compared to the entire number, you know? Like, we don't have have enough room for all these followers. I'm sorry. We're just going to have to cap it off here with a little K. So I was really hoping to get there before I lost my job forever and probably started losing Twitter followers because that's what happens. You go off the air and uh, people forget about you. So I I was really hoping I could get there before the big announcement, and I did, and that worked out great,
0: too. (laughs) (laughs) It just boosted the campaign. So, Christian, obviously everything going on in the world, COVID, Coronavirus. I got some questions for you regarding the comeback of sports because for a while it seems like we had this thing kind of like, especially in Massachusetts here, like we're doing pretty well now. The numbers are dropping. Obviously, still a very serious issue, but the numbers are dropping, and for the most part, I think Massachusetts did a really good job with settling this thing down and giving us the opportunity to have sports come back. But then you look at the rest of the United States, all the all the states that kind of didn't give a shit about coronavirus and acted like it really wasn't a big deal. Now numbers are skyrocketing. Kristen, I just want to know, I mean, do you think that sports are going to come back the way that we thought they were going to? Because we were supposed to have the NBA at the end of the month. Uh, the NHL is planned to come back at the start of August, end of the month, game-wise. And then baseball, obviously, in a couple of weeks. Do you think sports are going to get shut down again in the middle of all these restarts? Because of, I mean, Florida right now is seeing 10,000 plus cases per day. What do you think?
2: Yeah. Well, you sort of asked two different questions there, but as far as will sports come back, yes, they will. And I also think, yes, they will get shut down again. I just don't see (laughs) how you can avoid something like that at this point, considering the direction some of these states are going in. And you're right. I mean, Massachusetts and a lot of states, New York and New Orleans and California, uh, states that got hit really early on with this reacted. And California is kind of an outlier because what they're doing is really disappointing right now, too. But They got smashed right in the beginning. So did Dust. So did New York. So did New Orleans. And because of that, I think those places, California excluded, started taking things much more seriously than a lot of these other states. And at the time when the NBA was making their plan to go to Orlando, I thought, what a great idea. Florida is hardly affected by this at all. They seem to be doing fine. You can go down there, have this bubble community. It'll work out great. Uh, Arizona was saying, hey, come on out here. We got all the minor league facilities. You can come play restart baseball here in Arizona. We can put the other teams in Florida and just do it Grapefruit League style. And I thought that's a great idea, too. And how great is it that these states that are you know not getting as rocked by this thing as we are are volunteering to do it? I, I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was a great idea. And now here we are four months later, three months later. And it's the opposite, but it, it's so bad in some of these places that I almost question the ethics of sending the NBA down to Florida right now, like ethically, morally, like, how can you, how can you do this? Like there's <laughs> players who've lost family members, you know, the uh, Carl Anthony towns lost his mother. Like there's, there's guys who are, you know, really been, been hit hard by this whole thing. And now you're sending them to the epicenter in the whole world, basically down in Florida. It's not just Florida. It's, you know, Texas and, Arizona are getting rocked too. But I mean, that's, that just seems now in in retrospect, uh, a a terrible idea. And I thought it was a great idea way back when I think everybody did. And yeah, I I think they'll get down there and they'll start playing, but I don't know if you just heard Jason Tatum just at a press conference and he's like, I'm not really all that excited about this. <laughs> like I'm not <laughs> I'm not really looking forward to going down there and guys aren't because yep. it's not gonna be a, a good time. It's it's gonna be tough just even if people don't test positive, and you know people are, and all it's gonna take is one locker room to have it spread all around. All of a sudden the team's eliminated from the playoffs, forfeiting, and you have to probably pause the entire thing for two weeks, if not cancel it outright. So The NBA is going to have a real tough time. Major League Baseball, I don't know if you saw this thing over the weekend with the tests in Utah that didn't come back, and now some of them are starting to come back in today. All the test takers decided to take the extra day for the fourth. I don't know, but whatever it is, uh, that's a whole cluster bleep over there, too. The NHL seems like they're in pretty good shape. And then the NFL, I don't know, man. The NFL, I think, is living in la-la land. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's going to be be really – it's. I think I, I'm predicting that it's going to be a, a restart that has a lot of problems, a lot of bumps in the road, followed by just, you know, a shutdown, wait till next year. And I think in five years or so, we're all going to look back on this and think, oh, my God, I can't believe they tried to play sports that year. What were they thinking?
1: Christian, one thing that puzzles me and, and you mentioned with the NBA of how, like, they're sticking to their guns with Orlando because you look at the NHL. They kind of have it figured out, right? They were supposed to go to Vegas. They decide, well, no, that's stupid because they have a ton of cases. Let's go up north. And they figured out Edmonton and Toronto as of now. They just got a new CBA extension. The NBA is a league where we all praise Adam Silver. Like, he's one of the great commissioners. Like, I think he does a really good job. Why haven't they been flexible? Like, they have no backup plan. I don't think the NFL has a backup plan either. But, like, the NBA has been sticking to their guns Orlando. They're going to Orlando. Do they even have a backup plan? Like, it kind of makes no sense to me why they're still going down there of all places.
2: Yeah, I think that they had considered a couple of other sites. I think Chicago was one uh, site that they were looking at. I'm not sure what some of the other ones were. But they, uh, they zeroed in on that Disney complex, that you know ABC Sports complex down there, and they sort of went full bore ahead. And I sort of liked that they were being decisive about it. In retrospect, yeah, maybe a, a plan B would have worked out good too, but it seemed like they were full steam ahead. And, and the bubble environment, I think, was a really important part of this uh and, and why they sort of zeroed in so much on on going to disney as far as the nhl is concerned i think that they they were more they're not quite as concerned about the bubble environment as they are about it just being in a place where where things are, are bad and right now the united states is just a tough place in general i don't blame them at all for going up to canada and if you think about it toronto like edmonton's kind of its own place it's out Kind of rural i think it's been called i think murray called it the worcester of canada yeah. <laughs> but uh it's um you know what a place like that it, it's not that bad but toronto is a big bustling major city and they're deciding that that's better than vegas that's better than a lot of the sites that they could have had down here they're gonna go with toronto that that tells you a lot about what they think about our our response to all of this down here i think is uh is what you can glean from that and will it work i, I don't know i mean i'm not sure how Canada's handling this, if they're much better than we are, I haven't really looked into that, but they certainly seem to think it's it's safer up there and I can't hardly blame them, you know?
0: Yeah, and, and you know what? You mentioned the NFL before and how they're living along the land and we've we've talked about that a bunch on this podcast. Or It seems like they're just kind of saying, you know what, this thing's going to be gone by the time football starts, which I think we're all realizing now that that is not going to be the case. Do you think that the NFL can do Anything because their game plan right now is just kind of like they've talked about flying in day of for games. Do you think that there's anything that the NFL is going to be able to do to have a football season? Because if there's one sport that probably shouldn't be playing during something where you're passing it on through water droplets, it's probably the NFL. I mean, do is there anything that that league can do in order to have a season or are they just screwed?
2: Well, I think their big problem is is something you just alluded to right there in in March and April, you know, around the time of free agency and the draft and sort of all that, they were very almost defiant. We're getting, they're going to be back. There's going to be fans in the stands. We're going to be at full capacity, full schedule, Super Bowl, everything. And, you know, you you think about that in March and April, that was a reasonable message. I think a lot of us expected that by the time September rolled around, we'd be in much, much better shape than we are today. And again, I mean, we can talk about whose fault it is. I think we all sort of know, but it's it's it is what it is now. I mean that that's sort of where we are. And as far as that sport, I think that sport was going to run into a whole hell of a lot of problems anyway, just because it's the only one of the sports where five guys on each team line up inches away from each other and basically spitting each other's mouths on every single play. So it's like <laughs> you know how can you how can you possibly do that? Jim Harbaugh, not Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh coach of the Ravens uh, about a month ago said, you know, you guys, the NFL sent us this big guidebook of the ways to try and, you know, conduct practices and how we're going to do drills and, you know, all these things. And it's humanly impossible to play football and have a football practice and follow all these rules. And that was a month ago. And there hasn't been any change since then. And here's another thing about football that I hadn't even thought of, but I, I saw this last night. Some guy in Louisville was writing about this on the Patriots right now. There's 18 players who are 300 pounds or over. And that technically means that they're obese. Now, I know they're ripped, but like you still like a six foot one, 300 pound guy is ripped as he might be is a huge person. And people who are that big, whether they're in good shape or they aren't, are at elevated risk for COVID-19. That's just a fact. Yep. And those are the guys who are lining up across from each other, breathing right in each other's you know nostrils every single place. So they're going to have that to deal with, too. This whole thing could really could really go sideways. And I don't know exactly what they're going to do to prevent that. I think they're so much invested in in getting the season going and and being there for their fans that they're not taking the time to answer a lot of these questions.
1: And one thing that's crazy too, and and so you could speak this a little more is like them, they're, they're kind of in the water here, like kind of just like not really announcing much and kind of being discreet about everything. You see the Patriots even came out last couple of days and said, Hey, we're going to give free parking to fans this season to help ease the burden you're still letting fans in the building is according and and you don't hear anything else. So like, for me, I'm curious of like, how long till we hear about the NFL? How long, how long do they wait? They started canceling preseason games um, to kind of help alleviate some of this, but how long Christian till we really hear what the NFL's backup plan is, if they even have one. Um, and if we even have an NFL season, how long do they wait? How long can they wait?
2: Well, They'll wait as long as they can because it's the NFL, and that's what they do. The NFL is the most reactionary league out of the four sports leagues, I think, in just about every possible way you can think of when it comes to social issues, when it comes to their players and, you know, the trouble that they get into, domestic violence and child abuse and, you know, CTE and concussions and all these things. They just – they react. That's all they do. They react, 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 react. And I guarantee you that's what they'll do here. They're not going to be proactive in canceling the season they're not gonna you know they'll wait till the last possible minute i think it's just that's their pattern of behavior that's how they've always done these things and i Mm -hmm. think it's really it's really a shame because the nfl is such a big company and they're so influential and they really you know sort of drive the sports narrative in a lot of places certainly in in the u.s i think you know around the country the nfl is the driving force when it comes to sports here and they don't really take that they don't really take that and do much with it they always seem to be kind of reacting to things and that's that's disappointing i don't know if that's a roger goodell thing or if it's the owners or exactly who to you know stick that on but i would imagine that they're going to wait as long as they possibly can because they don't want to number one look weak and number two they don't want to lose any more money than they're already going to lose they're already getting crushed because no fans are going to be coming in and it's funny that they put that thing out huh? to the patriots said, yeah free parking this year <laughs> for all the for all the games that you can't even go so you can park for free. What a what a you can what a great for free and not that come in. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. So I don't so, know. I mean we'll we'll see what happens. But I mean you saw Sam Kennedy the other day. Sam Kennedy, now that we're talking about the Red Sox, he's like, We're hoping that we'll have fans of Fenway this year. And it's like, Sam, how many times does Marty Walsh have to tell you that there's not gonna be fans of Fenway this year? <laughs> he only said it about five or six times at all these little <laughs> briefings that he has. What what else do you need to know? Now with the Patriots, they're going beyond the summer, so Maybe by that point we get to the winter, but the winter's supposed to be this big second surge. So I don't yeah. think that's I don't think there's gonna be fans at any of these games anywhere, personally. I
1: think I think that's one thing that people are forgetting too is that everyone's like, Oh well, we're in the second wave. No, it's just states are being stupid. Like you look at Florida. People are right. like, Oh, Texas, Florida, they're in the second wave. Well they're not. They're actually it's still the first this is wave. Their people, first are just wave. Going, people are just going out without masks on and partying like nothing happened and like you're seeing videos like, right, we just had the fourth of July and there are lakes out there with people Up close and personal, sandbar partying, music, and no masks on—like nothing's happening. This is still the first wave, and if the second wave does happen, 2020 might as well just be canceled. Stop, full blown, just stop.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think people are looking at that and thinking that already. If you're in Florida right now, you're probably thinking that right now, or Texas, or, or one of these other places. And I know that, you know, they're trying to justify, well, it's not that bad. It's just people are testing more, so you're getting more positive tests. Not as many people are dying, which is some. Sort of victory, I guess. Now you know. I mean, all these people are still getting it, and the cases are skyrocketing in these places. And you know, in Houston in particular, you saw they're they're really getting they're really getting crushed in the hospitals there. But I, I don't know. I mean, that that's all that's all something that is probably a bigger conversation than, than sports. Like why this country is having such a hard time getting on the same page and and really you know working together to try and. and get rid of this thing and how parts of it have become politicized and sort of everything else. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a long chapter in a history book someday. I'll tell you that. But, you know, as far as it pertains to sports, yeah, you can't, I think if sports wants to get serious about, you know, if there's going to be more things like this and sports wants to get serious and protect themselves against these things, they're going to maybe have to, go a step beyond and try and do what the nba is doing but like for all sports you know and like different regions have like an olympic village almost that you use yep. when you know a pandemic hits and you bring everybody in and there's a hospital there and there's all the you know arenas and the housing and everything that you need and there's fully staffed with medical professionals like let the let the doctors design the place for all i care but i think you know if if this is if this is any indication uh, it, it shows that the sporting world, along with the rest of the country, were very, very unprepared for this.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, if that's if this has been the most this has probably been the most eye opening thing to me. And I think a lot of people just in regards to the country, just how political like we, we can't do anything without it being political, especially in today's day and age. You can't do anything without it being political. Um, but, Christian, change of gears just just a little bit outside of the covid thing cuz I do want to ask you a question about a very very big signing in the New England world I can't tell you how excited I am if we do have an NFL season to watch Cam Newton dress up in a Patriots uniform I am so out of out of my mind excited for this guy but there's been you know a lot of talk with some people there are a lot, a lot of people, I think, convinced themselves that Jared Stidham was ready to go and ready to play football, and a lot of that was, you know, PR. With I think there were leaks coming out of the Patriots camp saying, "Hey, these guys are ready for Jared Stidham. We think Jared Stidham is ready to go." Do you think if there is a season, is there going to be a legitimate QB battle between Cam Newton or Jared Stidham, or do you think that the team is just kind of ready to dump the QB position, QB one? to Cam Newton, give Jarrett Stidham another year to sit and develop that way?
2: I think it's the second thing you said there. I think Newton's going to have the job. I think he should have the job um, if he's not healthy enough to take it, which is a real possibility. I mean, no other team wanted to sign him. Uh, I think then, you know, we'll, we'll we'll go from there. But as far as the Jarrett Stidham people and the Jarrett Stidham fans, don't be fooled. There are no Jarrett Stidham fans. Jarrett Stidham fans don't exist. What exists are people who just believe and in, in fall right in line with whatever Bill Belichick's plan is. And if it seems like it's going to be Jared Stidham, then they're fans of Jared Stidham. But no one actually is a fan of Jared Stidham. How can you be? You didn't Nobody knows one.
0: anything about him. He threw three passes.
2: Yeah, he threw three passes. One of them was a pick six in the regular season. He had a pretty good preseason. And, you know, the defensive players always go on about how great he was in practice and Okay, (laughs) whatever whatever you guys say. I'm sure he was great in practice. That doesn't really mean anything to me. I don't care if you're good in practice. Uh, But yeah, there's no such thing as Jared Stidham fans. There just aren't. They don't exist. They're fans of the the Patriots, fans of Bill Belichick. And if Bill Belichick's plan is to go with Jared Stidham, they're going to say, well, that's Bill's plan, so he's got to be good. So I'm a fan of Jared Stidham. But that's not really what it is. They just they're just Bill followers, and Bills earn the right to you know get that benefit of the doubt these days. But I think you know it's. You haven't heard much from the Stidham people lately, have you? You know, have you heard no, any of No, as Stidham soon people as Cam's Right, they haven't said a word, because they're, they're not real. They're not real people. They're just play, fans of Bill <laughs> Belichick, and now Bill's plan is to bring in Cam Newton, and so now they want it to be Cam Newton. That's as simple as that. I mean, that's all it's about. I, too, am much more excited for the Cam Newton era than I would have been for the Jarrett Stidham era, and it's probably just going to be this one year, and we'll see if he's even healthy enough to get through the year, but... The fact that they were able to get him and uh, and take a take a shot like this and roll the dice like this, I'll say, you know, of all the preseasons, I don't care about preseason football, but of all the preseasons to get cut down, oh, I wish it wasn't this one. I wish this one, I wish they played six preseason games this year <laughs> just so I could see more of Cam Newton.
1: It's almost like the worst time for this to all happen, for, just for a selfish Patriot fan point of view, because you're you're changing a guard. Tom Brady's gone. Cam Newton's in. And now we miss we're missing football. We might not even have a season. Um, I'm curious because I know me and Nick have been pro Jared Stidham. We're one of those guys. We're, we've been that kind of podcast. And yeah, we're all in on Cam Newton with
0: very little we, information. With,
1: with very little information. <laughs> yeah, I'm all in on Jared Stidham because it had to be. But do you still see it? Is it more for you of, of like a hey, Jared Stidham just isn't ready. Let's give him a year. Or is it because of the COVID situation? Like what actually led them to bring in Cam Newton? Do you think?
2: I think it was uh, Newton dropping his price, and um, I think maybe part of it was the COVID thing, too. I, although I do think the COVID reason is part of why Newton hasn't been signed and why he's sort of sat around all this time. It's tough to get physicals on people. It's sort of tough to work them out. I think teams are still doing it, but it's just not as easy. So uh, as far as, you know, Stidham, was there ever going to be a real competition? I don't know if there was, but I, I wanted to see him earn it from somebody other than Brian Hoyer. Like, I think Mm -hmm. Brian Hoyer is a good company man and a good backup, but winning the job from Brian Hoyer, I don't think is really accomplishing anything. And, you know, the guy who's going to take over for Tom Brady here in New England, I'd like to see him do something to earn it other than just be the guy on the roster that everyone says is so great. But if you remember, I mean, everyone's like, oh, well, he beat Brian Hoyer last year. Not really. They went with him, but Hoyer ended up getting a contract with the Colts. It's not like he was you know, cut and released and no one ever picked him up. Like there was a team out there that was willing to pay him more than they were willing to pay Jarrett Stidham. So, I mean, you know, you tell me who really, who really won out there. I think that, you know, Stidham is, is probably going to have, you know, a couple of decent years here and there. Maybe he'll be more than that. Who really knows? It's impossible to know. And I think that that's what, led to my skepticism is when it comes to the guy like that, the unknown is fine for Bill Belichick. He loved to have an unknown quarterback and mold him into whatever he wants him to be. But as far as, you know, this year, this is a big year for the Buccaneers. It's a big year for Tom Brady. And I don't think that Bill Belichick wants to, you know, roll the dice with a with an unproven kid when there's a, a chance out there to go get somebody like Cam Newton and, and keep the arms race going here against Brady. Cause if Brady has a great year and the Patriots stink, that's gonna be that's gonna be a blow to Belichick's legacy. It maybe isn't fair, but that's just the way it's gonna be looked at. and He mm-hmm. knows that, and maybe that's part of the reason Newton's here too.
0: I'm just I'm just mostly glad that we don't have to have this stupid conversation. Oh, it's Jarrett said I'm gonna get the job for Brian Hoyer. I'm just so glad that that's not going to be a conversation because no, Brian, like you said, Brian Hoyer's a company man. Like they should build a statue of Brian Hoyer outside the stadium just for being. Just a a, a backup who doesn't say anything. And he's just, he's a warm body. That's all he's been. He's just QB coach number two, I guess. Jones would tear that thing down like it was Robert (laughs) Jones. (laughs) I'll build it right outside of his office. Um, Hey, one more quick question, and then we'll let you go. I just want to get your reaction on this massive deal that came out. So we record this interview on Tuesday, July 7th. Uh, The deal came out. Patrick Mahomes extension. Huge. And our friend, you know, we saw Alex. I saw Alex Barth tweet this out and I totally agree. Like the last thing you want to do right now, especially like I'm in my mid 20s. I don't want to look at how old I'm going to be at the end of this Patrick Mahomes deal. I'm going to be in my late 30s, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes deal, 10 year extension, 450 million dollars worth up to 503 million dollars. What's your reaction to that? Are the Chiefs being dumb, or is that like is that a move that they almost kind of had to make because Patrick Mahomes has been so damn good?
2: Well, I think it's a combination of things. And first of all, before I answer this, 10 years after your mid-20s isn't that old, you guys, just so you know. It's old <laughs> to right? me. I don't know who told you that's old, but that is wrong. You've been lied to me. That is not old. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, I think that this was a combination of the Chiefs wanting to get something done here. But also, I think some of this came from Mahomes' side, too. Because he doesn't want to end up like Mookie Betts, you know, you don't want to keep turning down deals and pushing it off and waiting until the last possible minute, especially now in a pandemic where you're se- you might not have a season this year, and you're definitely not going to see the salary caps go up around the league. So that's going to affect the decision making of some of these teams. Maybe not for a guy like Mahomes, but if I'm him, I get this done now because it's probably not going to get too much better than this the climate anyway. And he may have even waited too long, you know. Here he might have gotten more if he would signed this back in uh, back in February. Uh, right after the Super Bowl, if he had done the extension right then, before coronavirus was even a thing here. But regardless, I mean, right now, I think you're you're sort of fighting against the clock. And if you look at the, the deal, the money is really it's really backloaded in those ten years. Like the first five years, he's not making that much more than guys like Ryan Tannehill and you know Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins, some of those guys. It's not until the second five years that you start seeing annual value of like 50 million, 56 like that that's when it starts going just bananas. So I don't know. I think this is sort of a, I understand why, why this happened when it did. I think that it made sense for both sides to sort of do it like this. And with Patrick Mahomes, you're kind of hedging your bets if you're the chiefs too, because after five years, they can get out of it and won't have to pay the ridiculous sums of money towards the end which I hope doesn't end up screwing him over. I don't think it will, but he's also a mobile quarterback. Those guys get hit a lot. Those guys' careers don't tend to last all that long, you know, except if you're Randall Cunningham or Warren Moon or somebody like that. But most of those guys, you know, they they make it to about – what's Mahomes, 24? They make it to about 31, 32 before they start to fall off, and that'd be two years left, and maybe it happens before that. Mahomes isn't a huge guy, so – We'll see. I mean, it was uh, it was something to talk about. That's for sure. But I think Mahomes doing it now is smart. And I think the Chiefs doing it now and uh, framing it the way they did was smart too. backloading it. I think is a smart business move for them with a, with a player like him.
0: All right, Christian RK 98.5 The Sports Sub on the Adam Jones Show. Christian, the time of the Adam Jones Show changes constantly just between the seasons. Is it six to eleven still right now? It is 6 to 11,
2: but the baseball reporters are coming back uh, yep. in a couple weeks. So, Woo! assuming that baseball doesn't shut down, Tony Mazz will be doing the extra hour from 6 to 7, and then uh, Jones and I will be from 7 to 12 for the next 60 days after that until the baseball season's over, I guess. So, that's
0: how that's going to work. All right, yeah, because it just it changes all the time, so I didn't want to screw that up. Follow him on Twitter, super easy, at Christian Arcane. Christian, man, thank you so much for coming on. Hopefully, we can get you back soon.
2: All right, Nick, Jared, thank you very much for having me. I'll talk to you guys anytime. Yeah,
0: we'll Appreciate talk to you Christian. soon. Thank you so much. Once again, Christian Arcan, 98.5, the Sports Hub, the Adam Jones Show, right now, 6 to 11 p.m. on 98.5. And then once baseball comes back, 7 p.m. to midnight, so we can get an extra hour of Tony Mazz talking baseball. One thing I hope baseball comes back for is because I the Dong Report on their show
1: is great. <laughs> Love the Dong Report. The
0: Adam, the Adam
1: Jones show is great, and well, not also, a lot of dude. If they were, in, if they, 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 in the ratings game, they'd be right up there. If they were like Felger and Mass Time, like they could do a, they could do a two to six show and have good ratings. Like if VEI was smart, they just go across the way, pull them back, and see if they can do something with them because those guys, they put some content on on board there.
0: Oh my God, I mean, DJ Alexi and Adam Adam Jones himself, Adam and Christian, they're a great combination between the two. Now we're just. Now we're just licking the chops of the Adam Jones show. But Chris I mean, me and you, big Christian Arcade fans and ESPN him today. Ties back yeah, then. Yeah. Right. That's that's how we met him. And between between him and I mean Adam Jones, you need somebody to balance out Adam Jones because he is so addictively negative and I don't understand it, but he's so he's so negative that you have to listen to him.
1: <laughs> oh, hundred percent. It's ridiculous.
0: Once again, thank you, Christian Arkand, 98.5, The Sports Up, The Adam Jones Show, 6 to 11 p.m. Follow him on Twitter, at Christian Arcand. Now, to the rest of the show. Once again, thank you, Christian Arkand, 98.5, The Sports Up, Adam Jones Show, for coming on the show today to talk about everything, coronavirus, sports, all of that, all of that crap, because, I mean, as you guys just heard, not a lot of hope from these three people sitting here. No that sports are going to go off without a hitch cuz there's going to be some fucking problems. Let me tell you. Okay, so the show's not going to be too much longer, obviously pretty lengthy interview. Again, once again, awesome interview with Christian Arcan. I want to talk about this real quick though because I've seen some people upset that there are people who are going to be leaving I guess this one's a little different. Like, like Gordon Hayward says, he's going to be leaving for the birth of his kid. I, he's probably going to be leaving the Celtics or the, or Orlando for the birth of his kid. Some people have a problem with that. I don't. And I want to talk about that first before we get into the other people opting out of the season guys. My, my, my whole problem with people who are upset with things like that is, do we just forget that these, like these are people like that they're athletes, but they're people. They well, have yeah, all the concerns
1: outside. and all those concerns that we have, like, hey, we're humans. We don't want our family sick. Like like me personally, I'm having a kid within the next couple of weeks, if not sooner. So I'm going to be cautious and take care of my family. So why isn't Gordy Hayward any different? Because he's a superstar athlete. Like if he wants to leave. And now this is the biggest thing is because people are like blinders on. If he does leave, it's going to be later in the postseason when they're making a run. So it's like, well, we don't yeah. dare lose Gordon Hayward there. What the fuck? Like, we're going to leave during a playoff push. Yeah, because his kid's going to be born and it's during a pandemic. So he wants to make sure his family's OK. Like, who cares? It's, it's a it weird sucks. situation anyway. It's
0: fine. Get over it. It sucks. Like, ideally, do you want Gordon Hayward there for the playoffs? Yeah, probably. Yes. But again, he's a human being who has the same worries that I have, that you have, that all these people are having during the during a pandemic that we've never seen before, which also yep. goes into, at least during the modern era, that also goes into these other people who are backing out of the season. Like I mentioned in the Weekly Dump, David Price, Nick Marcakis. We've had our issues with David Price here in Boston. Okay, he was kind of annoying, right? But, I mean, at the end of the day, I like David Price. I'm a David Price fan. You Happy are, too. Happy he was here. Yep. Uh, yes. The, the, he should have been the World Series MVP, and I'll say that till I die. a World Series. Yep. But... But these guys are backing out of the 2020 MLB season, and I wanted to ask Christian this, but I didn't get the chance to. I've heard a lot of people call into sports talk radio specifically and be upset because, oh, it's baseball. It's the one sport that these guys really shouldn't be worried. Listen, but being around all these people who you don't know where they've been, you don't know if they have it. You don't know if they somehow slip through the cracks and are bringing coronavirus into the stadium. They touch a surface, they might sneeze, they might cough. That droplet lands on a surface. All of a sudden, you have it because you touch that same surface than your mouth. Mm-hmm. These guys are protecting themselves and ideally their families from something that we have never seen in modern society. We're dealing with a we're dealing with unprecedented times. So and the fact that baseball too, especially like, like
1: these people. And with baseball especially, like, look at the negotiations they just went through. Like, the owners put a terrible taste in these players' mouths. Coronavirus aside, they got to be disgruntled employees at this point because the owners just don't care about them and don't care about the sport. So on top of that, you say, okay, I'm going to give you a chance to opt out, no questions asked um, because of what's going on. A lot of these big-name players who have the money already, they're like, well, I don't need to get paid a fraction of what I should be getting paid anyway or what I would have paid over the full season. or a chance of playing baseball, which we don't even know is going to happen. And I can just stay home, put, keep my family safe, and focus on 2021. If you're Nick Markakis, why don't, why wouldn't you do that, right? Like if you're David Price, you're like, okay, I'm gonna go play for a new team. Yes, I could win a World Series. I've already done that. I've made a lot of money. I'm gonna play next year somewhere, regardless. I know I will. What's the, why take that risk if you're David Price when your your ownership group, your bosses, are
0: have screwed you over and don't care about you? Especially when you like the thing is, we don't know what these a lot of these people's family situations are like maybe a lot of these players some of these players backing out have a kid at home who's who's asthmatic okay maybe they've maybe they've got asthma maybe they've got some other condition that we don't know about but my major issue with that is like people don't think about things like that they don't think they only think about themselves first of all they're like okay well i want to watch sports i don't care listen it sucks Okay, I would rather watch David Price pitch than a lot of players in baseball if he sped the game up a little bit. He takes a long time to throw the baseball. But at the same time, like you got to think what these guys family situations might be. And like for me personally, one of my biggest fears is contracting it, not knowing I have it and then bring it to my family. Like, that's yep. what I don't want to happen. And if these guys are going to stadium after stadium after stadium, if they're around all these people, you don't know if they have it. I know they go through tests, but who knows? They can slip through the cracks. But even just traveling as much as you do, you don't want to get it and then bring it home to your family. You don't want to yep. do that. So yep. I I don't if – you, if you're upset at these players for backing out of the season, it's for your own selfish reasons. Sorry, no. that's just a fact. It's for your own selfish reasons. It's those people, well,
1: meh, I need sports, I'm bored, like nothing's happening, it's gonna be okay, like meh, like no, it's not. It's still, we're still in a pandemic. It's the mad, it's it's like the mask people, it's like the Karens. Yep.
0: Like, oh, oh man, I don't wanna, I don't wanna wear a mask, meh. Listen, just wear the fucking mask, I it's not a big br- deal.
1: I can't breathe in the mask, it doesn't look good,
0: meh. Who okay, it's, it's The mask people are the worst. The oh, worst they're awful. The worst. Just put it's on a mask.
1: At the beginning of all this, you would like, You'd walk into a store with a mask on being like the one of few who actually started to do it when they like recommended it at the beginning. At the and beginning. you feel a little awkward, right? I'm like, ooh, should I wear this? Do I need to wear this? This is awkward. But now we're, we're so flipped upside down that if, if I walk into a store and see someone without a mask on, I'm like, dude, really? You don't have a mask on? What? How? Why is it a problem? I don't get it. And you see parents with, like, their kids walking around the store. I'm like, you're going to let your kid just walk in here without a mask on? Like, why doesn't your kid have a mask on? And I'm like, this is so backwards, even just a few months ago, when we're all like, oh, I don't want to wear a mask. Like, I don't know, like, do I really need to? I feel weird. Now you're like, out of, you feel out of place if you don't have a mask and look like you're about to rob a bank. Like, that's
0: how out of place it is now. I was in Quincy earlier today, uh, before recording, and I'm inside of a Dunkin' Donuts, and there's these two people in front of me standing at the counter, they have masks, but they're pulled underneath their chin talking Doesn't to this anything. four women on the sort of glass, and then they just walk out. They walk past everybody with their masks pulled on. I'm like, guys, what are you doing? On.
1: On your face, over your
0: nose. Take the sunglasses off indoors. The people crying about masks are the biggest babies in the world. The Got biggest it. babies in awful. the world. Just they're shut awful. up. We're get, We're not going to be wearing these forever. Just shut up and get over it. Yep. Anyway... Oh, actually, I will say this last thing before we move on to the final topic of the day, which we already talked about with Christian. But I will say this. If I'm a Dodgers fan, I'm not mad at David Price per se, but I'm I'm upset a little bit, at least because of what you gave up to get a guy like David Price on your team. You gave up Alex Verdugo, who, despite his issues off the field, we know about those already, despite his issues off the field is a damn good baseball player. You gave yeah. up Jeter Downs, who probably is the future second baseman of the Boston Red Sox for years to come. You gave up some pretty highly touted players for Mookie Betts, who you're going to get and for a year, and unless you sign him back, and David Price. But now you're not going to have David Price. So you gave away those two guys essentially. For Mookie and bets. Con- Connor Wong was the catcher, right? Connor like, Wong, yeah.
1: He's no schlump either. Like, Connor Wong was a throw-in, but, like, he was one of the top prospecting catchers in the, their farm system. And now you have a guy who can literally come in here and either take the job for Vasquez when they don't want to pay him anymore, or, or what. Like, so you got three really solid baseball players in the future of this team for, basically, now Mookie Betts.
0: So, I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little... For 60 little games of Mookie Betts. Yeah, I'm a little peeved at that, but, I mean, at the same time, again, like, like, logical-wise, using your brain, being a human being. These guys have their own families that they don't want to bring this home to. So, so if you're if you're upset about that, get over it. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 10-year contract, extension, $450 million, $503 million. Um, worth up to $503 million. So he's got 12 more years because he's still got two years left on his deal. He's got 12 more years left with the Chiefs. So 12 more years from now, I'll be 38 years old. Which... Christian... Christian is he's, he's yelling at us, saying that we weren't that thir- late thirties isn't old. To us, it's old. I'm old. I'm only 28. Like late thirties yeah. is old to me. It's my perspective yeah, it's like, where I am. Like, you're not, yeah, you're not old if you're in your late thirties, but to us, we're gonna be old at that time. But of course, when we get there, we're not gonna feel old. But yeah, I'm still young. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's a hell of a lot of money. But here's a part of me that's I I get why the Chiefs did it. Because you look at Patrick Mahomes, you look at this guy. A, hey, he's the face of the NFL now, and he's been growing into that. Yep. He is probably, I'm going to say, the best quarterback in the league right now. He can throw, he can run, he can do he's it all. One of him and Lamar he Jackson.
1: Gets,
0: yeah, I think I think Patrick Mahomes is the best. Like if you if you had to start a franchise today, you I think you should. If you don't pick Patrick Mahomes, I think you're you're insane. You should get your brain checked for leakage. But <laughs> Patrick Mahomes also. He's an unprecedented talent that we're watching right now. He almost went to the Super Bowl two years in a row, right? And you think about that. I mean, probably should have. To be honest, if it wasn't for Tom Brady, Justin he would have. If it wasn't for Justin Houston jumping offside, it was just, yeah. it was Houston, right? Yep. If it wasn't for Justin Houston jumping off sides in the AFC Championship uh, t- two years ago, he's in the Super Bowl two years in a row. And who knows? He probably, probably wins, wins. Probably two. Probably wins two in a row. Right. So this guy, if anybody in the league deserves that kind of money, it's Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Right.
1: This is if you're a Patriots fan, you better be you're scared that this is going to turn into Patriots 2.0. Like if you're if you're like, that's that's what they're leaning towards turning this into. For
0: sure. But then you also got to look at the deal and wonder, did the Chiefs make a mistake with that much money? Which, again, I don't know if they did because you almost had to do it because you want to lock down a guy like Patrick Mahomes for his entire career. But. Once he starts making that crazy money, which, as Christian said in the interview, is after the five-year mark, he's eating up almost a quarter of the payroll. So you're yep. going to have to – like what happens when you get a guy like Tyreek Hill looking for money? He's not going to be able to be on the team because you're not going to be able to pay them both a crazy amount of money because Tyreek I mean, Hill's going to make a lot of money. What I do see happening is he's very much a team guy. Like Mahomes
1: posted the video like, after the news came out like, hey, I'm here to stay. Like you, you guys are with me through all of this. I can see him where he like 5 years from now when that happens he restructures again. Like he's he he's very much it seems like a team guy where a lot of that money is going to keep getting restructured to do and basically almost do what Brady did only get a little more commitment from the team. Like I think that's going to be what this turns into. So I don't necessarily see he's going to if he's going to see half a billion dollars from the Chiefs pay, like for his salary but you know he's going to get a lot of money anyway and he'll probably just keep restructuring to make sure his team stays to be good cuz he knows What Brady did, and it worked, and clearly the Chiefs are willing to commit to him more than
0: the Patriots had ever committed to Brady. And you know what's scary? He's 25 in September. He's about five years away from his prime. Yeah, he's not in his prime. Five years away from his prime. And that's a scary thought because of how nasty he's been over these past couple seasons. Obviously, can the wheels fall off? Yeah. He is a mobile quarterback, but he not, I don't think he's a mobile quarterback like what Cam Newton was when Cam Newton would just or even Lamar shit. Jackson
1: or like, like Lamar think, Jackson.
0: Yeah. It's I think I think it is it's thought that he gets out of the pocket a lot and runs upfield, but I I don't think he does. I think it's I think it's a it's a it's a misconception. Is that the, is that the word misconception Yeah. that yep. he is a running quarterback who goes upfield who takes all these hits because a lot of times like he'll scramble, but he stays behind the line of scrimmage a lot and throws the ball most of the time. So I don't think he absorbs yep. a lot of those hits.
1: Well, I think if he it, also has, he has the, he has the ability to read defenses and change yeah. plays and like do do that. So like, as he gets closer to his prime, if his legs are run down, he can still become that pocket quarterback that we have known and loved here in New England, especially, but this is going to last longer than people think. And I think the Chiefs are around for a very long time now.
0: And I think this is going to be a 10-year deal that actually works out. Because you look at other like 10-year yeah. deals, Brett Favre had a lifetime deal. And obviously, NFL deals, they're not guaranteed. None of them are guaranteed. So this can change pretty quickly within a five. I think the, I think the Chiefs can opt out after five years. I don't see them doing that unless something terrible happens. But I think this is going to work out more than deals like what Brett Favre ended up on a different team. Uh, Drew Bledsoe had a 10-year contract before Brady cucked him. Uh, Michael Vick, I believe, had did he have a 10-year deal, too? Before, yeah, you know, the whole so. dogfighting incident. So I think this is going to be a 10-year deal that actually does work out. But you got to worry about things. You do have to worry about injuries. I mean, he was hurt last year. He was yeah. out for, was it a game or two last year? He was, he did, he got knocked around last year, had ankle issues. So you don't know if things like that are going to come up. So it's it's interesting, but patty mahomes if anybody anybody deserves this kind of deal it's patrick mahomes without a question. yep couch guy sports podcast episode number 164 in the books nick qualia jared scally guys like i said at the top of the show keep a lookout for everything that we are doing the new youtube show i'm thinking should start within the next two weeks once we get Love things it. going, we'll look out for announcements. Follow us on Twitter. We've had everything pop up already because we got some new graphics. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Easy all at Couch Guy Sports, And then the podcast as well on Twitter at CouchGuyPodcast. And then the obvious one, rate and subscribe on iTunes, guys. It is a massive help. And subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. And also, the Twitch channel. Keep a lookout for our Twitter because we are going to be tweeting out when we are going to have guys on Twitch. And, I mean, great first night on Monday the 6th, and we're just going to continue growing that channel as well. Nick Qualia, Jared we we will be back for episode 165 next week, guys. Thank you for watching, and thank you for listening. Oh, wait, shit.